0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Broto Fantasy Football Podcast. I am here with the only twin that is accompanied not by Tim today, but our producer's back, Fun Guy. Hey, Fun Guy. Say something to the people. Hi, people. Not a fun answer for not a guy, guy named Fun Guy. Yeah, Tim's not here today. Shout out to Tim, though. We do have a third guest coming on later, though. No, it is not Fun Guy. It's Ryan McDowell, who is a Dynasty guru, Has been, he writes for a bunch of sites, has a couple of pods. Jason's going to get into that later on, but stay tuned for that because Ryan McDowell, Ryan McDowell is a great Dynasty fantasy football follower. It's going to be very exciting, at RyanMC23. Until then, uh, you're going to hear us talk about Dynasty a little bit, give you a nice preview, S- similar to our Best Ball episode last week where we gave you um, the oh, basics no to get into rally. that. So if you want to no join care. the Dynasty League this year... Guide me
1: through it. You okay. Okay, so you all right. okay. been the I ever yeah. Yeah. All right.
0: Dynasty Dynasty, oh dinna, 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 Dynasty. The So make a Tell me something about dynasty. What do I not know about Dynasty? I don't know what anything is. I've never played fantasy football before. Well, listen here, sport. You you play regular fantasy football, yes? In regular fantasy football. Redraft fantasy football. What's redraft mean? Come on. In redraft fantasy football, that's the typical fantasy league where you draft players. That is your team for the season. At the end of the season, it is over. Dynasty league. That's a whole other animal. You draft players. Say we drafted today for the 2020 season 2019 season and forward if we get Saquon Barkley with a first overall pick we get to keep Saquon Barkley forever until we trade him or release him or you don't want to pay him in contract leagues and things of that sort but that's a little more advanced the basics of it dynasty leagues are teams where you own players forever you have you don't have regular drafts during the offseason during the offseason you have rookie drafts where you could draft rookies and free agents and that's about it uh it's a ton of fun but it is a completely different game from redraft i think the biggest advantage of dynasty is that there is no off season yeah so you could you could be trading all off season or you could just be following your team all off season you can trade at any time you can watch college film if you're uh feeling footbally so there's there's some benefits to playing Dynasty that you might not get otherwise. Yeah, for sure. Uh, when it comes to Dynasty, there's basically two types. Uh, super Flex is growing. Uh, Michael, you're going to be the teacher today. What's Super Flex? Super Flex is where you have a Flex position, uh, whether it be one or two Flex positions, but at least one of the Flex... Well, one, if it's one Flex position or two, then one only gets to be a quarterback, so instead of the standard flex position where you could start a running back wide receiver or tight end, in a super flex league, you could start a quarterback there. So if you have Aaron Rodgers already and you drafted Patrick Mahomes in your rookie draft with the first overall pick two years back, then you now have Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes in your lineup every week, which is quite nice, I must say. Especially if you're going to have him for the rest of his career. Patrick Patrick Mahomes is going to be a force. True that. When it comes... To superflex, so we just did a dynasty auction league that is superflex. That we did. Um, we did not pay up for the top quarterbacks because it was an insurmountable amount of money. Patrick Mahomes went for ninety, and our salary cap was three hundred dollars. So we decided to take a different approach. We got guys that we know will be good this year. Well, for the most part, our quarterbacks going in are Ben Roethlisberger and Jameis Winston. Uh, James Winston with Bruce Arians. Oh, me and Michael were very dead set on getting James Winston. You're probably going to hear a lot of Jameis Winston love from now until the beginning of redraft season. We were set on Sam Darnold as well, but he went for more than we could afford. He did. Uh, this this was a little different, too, because it's a contract league. So after two years, it goes up. So we couldn't really afford what they were going with. Yeah, but. we're not going to keep these players forever. It's more of a, well, you can, but the contract would be too expensive. It's, it's a little different than a normal dynasty league. We'll go through our team. A little later on uh, and explain our thought processes for each pick. But Michael, something else people might uh, see around when they're looking at Dynasty Leagues is tight end premium. I see that going around a lot and a lot of people probably don't know what that means. What does tight end premium mean? So tight end premium, uh, if you play on the FFPC, uh, that's the standard on the FFPC. That's the only way you could play. It means that the tight end is one and a half points per reception while everyone else is one point per reception. So it gives added value to the tight end position. Since the tight end position is usually such a shit show after the top three or four, this gives them added value. So they're actually they actually have the value that you need. And it in tight end premium leagues you see tight ends going for a lot higher than they do in normal leagues because guys like Zach Ertz, George Kittle and Travis Kelsey, one and a half points per reception on guys like that. Zach Ertz just broke the record for most receptions in a season. That's a whole lot of reception points on top of the yards and touchdowns. I did also mention this last week, though. It probably also results in a lot of people being overdrafted. True. Do you have many people in Dynasty League probably drafted Evan Ingram way too high? Yep. That's another thing about Dynasty League is you draft. The draft is completely different, man. you got guys like Calvin Ridley, right, who... I'd, I'd expect to go in maybe the 6th, 7th, 8th round this year in redraft as the maybe a wide receiver 3 for your team or wide receiver 2 if you went very running back heavy. In dynasty leagues, since he's young, second year, he had a very good first year. Uh, Puts him in good company the year that he had compared to recent wide receivers. He might be going in like the second, third, or fourth round depending on the league because you get to keep him forever and he's Young and upcoming, and once Julio Jones is gone, Calvin Ridley might be the guy there. So these are all different factors that you have to take into account when you're playing in a dynasty league. So let's assume that this team, this league already drafted. It's been going on for two years. The only way to change your team is either free agency, which is typically weak. Dynasty leagues have a big roster. Trading, which is going to get me into my next point. Rookie drafts. Uh, What are rookie drafts? So rookie drafts are pretty fun and pretty interesting. So I'm just gonna go back to the uh, FFPC because they have dynasty leagues as well, and they're that's what I'm most familiar with. Uh, Twenty-three man rosters in the standard dynasty leagues, but in the off season you have to cut your team down to sixteen, so you have to cut seven players, and you get to keep sixteen. And then the rookie draft, you there you have a. A snake draft, the FFPC does seven rounds, which is probably the most of any place or any uh, site to play fantasy leagues on, and you draft from the rookies and the free agent pool, and that you go from there. So you could take last year, Saquon Barkley was the consensus 1.01 in most leagues, so whoever had the first overall pick in the rookie draft got lucky enough to snag Saquon Barkley, which was basically a lottery pick because he was he's now the first player off the board in most redraft leagues today. So it does help players jump from worst to first and things of that sort. And uh, it also helps that you could get the free agents who are being overlooked. So say someone like, since you do have to cut down seven players, some talent will be cut. So maybe, I don't know, who's a mediocre talent who could be better in a good situation? Someone like maybe Marquise Goodwin, if he stays healthy. Tyrell Williams. Tyrell Williams, maybe he gets cut if he goes to the, the Jets or something of that sort. Maybe he'll uh, have a good season again. He does have a 1,000-yard season under his belt. So things like that that you have to keep an eye on because you can draft them in your rookie draft. It's not only rookies. I mentioned Tyra Williams because we me and you are big fans of him. And any team that gets him, I think, is going to get a great player. He's he's very good, man. His yards per reception are ridiculous. His yards after catch are great. He's he's a, he's a strong, wide receiver. You want to get excited? We just got Tyra Williams in our auction league. We did. The Colts rumored to be looking at him yo tyrell and hilton on the outside would be nuts that would be a great duo Two like the fastest receivers in the league just put him on the outside have him run streaks and andrew luck will hit him every once in a while that's awesome it'll be glorious we got tyrell williams for two dollars out of our total 300 yeah uh also steal play the field it's a the league we were in a lot of people spent money early and then at the end of the draft we got a lot of very good values because people had no more money. Yeah, we have 23-man rosters. Me and Jason spent about half, a little more than half our salary on our first five players. And we are like, oh, we're, gonna, we're not going to fill out our roster. And it turns out we ended up filling out all 23 because we were able to snag good values at $1 or $2 near the end of the draft when everyone else is running out of money. So that's another thing about Dynasty because auction mainly, I guess, not so much redraft. Because auction leagues, you bid on players. Let let the players come to you more so than going to get your players if they're super expensive. Like obviously we really want to get Saquon Barkley, but once Saquon Barkley reached $90 in a $300 league, we we're like, "Alright, we'll pass." Same with uh Patrick Mahomes, same with Baker Mayfield who ended up going for $85, and we ended up getting Zeke for $61. So Saquon for 90 and Zeke for 61, that's quite a difference, substantial difference, and they're Even if Saquon is better than Zeke, Zeke is going to be one of the best players in the league for sure. And for half the price of Barkley, basically, we got Melgo for like $45, right? We did get Melgo for $45, who is literally half of Saquon. So this is going to bring me to my next point. Melgo we got for like $45. The 1.01. Whenever you hear that, by the way, too. uh, Michael, what is 1.01, 2.04? 3. Uh, 11, just the, the pick in the draft, 1.01, first round, first pick, yeah. 1.11, first round, first pick, 2.8, eighth pick in the second round. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you'll see 2.14 uh, because it's the, second, it's the 14th pick with the second round. Um, back to my point, though. The first overall pick of this draft, because the um, rookie draft picks were in the auction for us in this Dynasty League. Uh, might even be like that in drafts if you're drafting before the rookie draft. They were up for grabs, and we basically got Melko for the same price as the 101, right? I am 100% on board. Of, so there's always going to be the Saquon Barkley, right? But then there's always going to be the Leonard Fournette. Uh, Rashad Perriman. Well, Fournette was decent enough. But, Josh you know, Doxon. The Perriman, Doxon, uh, Corey Davis. I said that there was a name out there. Uh, Trent Richardson. Like that, right? I am on board. I'm very interested to see what Ryan... Uh, McDowell has to say about this. I'm all over the trade your picks train. Uh, assuming your team isn't a train wreck, right? So if your best player is Josh Doxson on like a 16-team player thing, all right, start getting rid of your team for draft picks. But if you have a decent team at any time and you're able to get, uh, I don't know, Robert Woods for your 105, I'm taking that every day. Yeah, it's there it's it's people tend to either be more of a hoarder when it comes to picks or a trader when it comes to picks i'm always i've always been more of a guy that goes with the grab the grab the product rather than the the significantly priced product might not be as great so like the 1.01, or not even, the 1.01, if someone like Saquon is coming out, you know it's super valuable. But like this year where you're not really sure who's going to go first overall, guys like DK Metcalf who could easily uh, bust. I mean, you could either get him or you could trade him for a valuable piece of someone who, is, who has proven in the league that they're a valuable asset, uh, a la Robert Woods. So what me and, me and Jason followed suit in our uh, auction draft and actually did not bid on a single rookie pick. Instead, we stockpiled on solid young players, guys like Tyrell Williams. uh, Who else did we get? I'm blanking on the team. Dallas Goddard, uh, Mike Gasicki, and this is a tight end premium, and we both think Goddard and Gasicki can be the two next big things in the NFL when it comes to tight ends. That reminds me. So we drafted Gasicki in order to practice squadron. Uh so for people who haven't played Dynasty and they see these things. They see Dynast uh practice squad, taxi squad. Uh what's it called when you uh Devi, right? Uh Mr. Devi stands for Developmental League. So, teacher of this podcast, tell us what these mean. So a developmental league is when you go way back. I mean way back, ages. Eighth wow. grade, I think. Feels like yesterday. If, if was that Tim a was here, song? Yeah, that was I love college, you know? <laughs> yeah. By the uh, way, uh, shout out Tim, the biggest Asher Roth fan. Like, he heard I Love College and just, like, wanted to be Asher Roth. And we're just, like, he <laughs> bought, like, Asher Roth CDs and remember Billy had, Like, an Asher Roth poster or some shit. <laughs> oh, Tim. So then we got, what are you talking about? Developmental leagues. Right. This this is some intense stuff. Me and Jason have actually never participated in a developmental league. Uh, We, we might have to... Tinker in here a little bit because It must be a lot of of fun fun. You grab your guy that you want Developmental leagues Yeah Are leagues where you have a taxi squad And a taxi squad is basically like A practice squad in the NFL Where you have them on your team While Well I guess not necessarily like the NFL Because when you draft these guys They go to your taxi squad While they're still in college So you could draft guys like uh, DK Metcalf Nikhil Harry Uh, other guys like Dante Pettis last season. Guys like that, you draft them while they're still in college, you put them on your taxi squad, and then you could take them off your taxi squad when the season starts, when they get drafted. So guys like, if you drafted Juju Smith-Schuster, if you drafted uh, Alvin Kamara in like the second or third round of your W League drafts and put them on your practice squad, oh man, stealing a half. So it's just... You could, and it's just oh, it must feel so great being able to say, "Yeah, I drafted Juju," or "Yeah, I drafted Kamara in my Devi league." What about getting when like, they were in ten, uh, Tennessee and USC? And these people, like you're naming people who weren't drafted high. Yeah, uh, Kamara wasn't. I don't remember the Kamara first. Kamara was third round. Third round, and uh, Juju was the second. Juju, pick. that's what you said. Uh, even AB sixth round. Tom Brady, <laughs> like drafting these guys while in college must be a lot of fun. Jordan Howard, fifth round pick. He. He uh, he's been solid even though he's kind of falling out of favor now. I mean, so it's you could, but that's again that's the thing with rookie picks, you never know when they'll bust or when they'll be great. So that's why me and Jason are more on the side of getting your value, uh, and that's about it. Because you honestly, there's people, I see trades on Twitter where people are trading their 1.01 for some studs, who I do that every for day. teams who are trying to unless you know Barkley's you know coming out like yeah. that. So someone might might be trading like uh, a Zach Ertz or something for a first and second round pick because he's their best player and they need to rebuild their team. I mean, that's a great trade. Right now, too, it's March. The combine just happened. You know who's going to be drafted. You know what guys are there. Right now is the time to trade your picks if you don't like them. Or even if you do like them, if you can get better value. Some people trade their picks even the season before to help them win a championship the year of. I'm for that, too. Whole points to win championships. It's true. Why not? Yeah. Uh, let's um run through our team that we drafted in the dynasty league. Uh, sure, and then we'll just talk about each. I'm in love our with our uh, the pick dynasty league team. By the way, yeah, it's good. It's so real. This good. was a three hundred dollar auction. Um, we have two dollars left. Twenty-two man roster. Uh, so we could still, I said we filled it out, but we have not filled it out yet. We had two bucks on Austin Eckler, but that got outbid by $3. So now our roster, I'm going to start with uh position of quarterback. So our first quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, this is a guy who we thought was, we honestly did not think we were going to grab going into the draft, but this is what I'm talking about with value. You got to know the value, especially in auction, salary, uh 100 percent th- run through our team and then we'll talk about values sure it's colt mccoy ben roethlisberger james winston ezekiel elliott melvin gordon elijah mcguire james white Damien williams antonio brown robert woods emmanuel sanders antonio calloway kiki cutie quincy anunua marquise goodwin Richard higgins curtis samuel tyrell williams Zach Ertz, Mike Kosicki, Dallas Goddard, Rob Gronkowski. So what we did, obviously, instead of getting rookie picks, we got last year's rookies. Basically. Basically. Young players. Mike Kosicki, Dallas Goddard, uh, Quincy Anun was young. Kiki QT last year was a rookie. Curtis Samuel is young. Callaway, Tyrell Williams, Elijah McGuire. If the Jets don't sign anyone, Elijah McGuire is in for a huge role, and we got him for $1. Yeah, we got very good value. I think that... And it's also one and a half. It's tight end premium. Tight end premium. So we got Zach Ertz. We got Gronk for $3 because he might retire. But if he does, then we have $3 to spend on the waiver wire. That too. So the way that this works is we have a budget. And then our budget is also our fab. If you want someone on your team but you have no money, you have to drop someone to have money. So if you have a league like that and you can get Gronk for $2, if he retires, you get the $2 back. Why not take a shot? I agree. Especially if it's Gronk in a tight end premium league. So let's talk about some of the players we like on our team. Sure. So Ben Roethlisberger was our first quarterback taken, and we took him because of value, as I was saying. Patrick Mahomes went for 90. Uh, Dak Prescott went for 19. Rookie 101 went for 40. Baker Mayfield went for 71. Kirk Cousins went for 31, just for some, so as you can see, some of the prices. We got Ben Roethlisberger for 18. And I know the Steelers are in turmoil right now, and you probably don't want a part of that offense, but Ben Roethlisberger threw for over 5,000 yards last year again, and he's been a fantasy beast for years, and it doesn't seem like he's going to slow down. Juju Smith-Schuster will easily step into Antonio Brown's role. I believe I think Juju is an absolute beast. But yeah, we got Ben Roethlisberger for 18 bucks, which I was very happy about. I mean, what's not to be happy about? I'm happier about Jameis Winston. I like the things in his future with Bruce Arians. Jameis Winston, we also got for $18, which was glorious later on in the draft. Uh, yeah, I guess people just weren't buying into it. But with Bruce Arians, me and Jason love him, so we were very ecstatic to get him for that price. Someone else you mentioned that I'm attacking in Dynasty Leagues that a lot of people are not. Damian Williams. I like. Am I crazy? or Because he's the leading running back on the Chiefs. Are it's they tough. really going to bring in Le'Veon Bell? They might bring in a rookie. It's it's definitely like, tough but to But Damian Williams at this point. has. He played well enough. We spent $18 on Damien Williams, which I think to is risk more than a fair. Yeah. What round? Let's say this was a draft. Dynasty draft. Fourth round? Yeah, maybe the fifth. Yeah, I'd take him. Yeah. The it's upside is there. And is. in Dynasty, you have a little bit more room to mess up. You have big rosters. You can maybe draft Alvin Kamara in the second round in your rookie draft when no one knows who he is, right? I feel sure. like take chances. Damian Williams is in a great spot. Makes sense. And then we also had Colt McCoy for $2. So that was our uh, those are our quarterbacks. Our running backs, we spent 61 on Zeke. That was our most expensive player. 47 on Melgo. 18 on Damian Williams. 6 on James White. And 1 on Elijah Maguire. Six dollars on James White in PPR is crazy. Yep, a wide receiver just went forty-four on Antonio Brown. That some people might question that it it's going to end up seeing where he goes. Yeah, but we forty-four dollars for the best wide receiver in the league. Yeah, because that's what he is. He's been the best uh, wide receiver in the league. DeAndre for years. Hopkins, probably now. Julio Jones, but AB <laughs> like best production wise. Yeah, and then we got Robert Woods for twenty-six dollars. And then we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight wide receivers, all for two dollars or less. Wonderful. <laughs> I mean, Tyrell Williams for twenty six dollars. Me, I mean, Ro- Robert Woods for twenty six dollars is great. Listen, I, I love Robert Woods, but I love Baker Mayfield more, and I love true throw value more. And you know what that told me to attack people on Baker Mayfield's team. So you know what we did? We got Callaway and Higgins. Yep, we spent two dollars on Antonio Callaway, one dollar on Rashard Higgins, and then the rest of these guys we spent two dollars. Kiki Q T. Kunsi Anunwa, Marquise Goodwin, Curtis Samuel, Emmanuel Sanders, Tyrell Williams. Pretty shocked that Emmanuel Sanders. Also, true throw value. Attack, get Kiki QT, especially if it's a PPR league. Uh QT's true target value, he ended in like 18th last season. Because when he was on the field, he saw an insane amount of targets, and Deshaun Watson's passes lead to a lot of points. Deshaun Watson was a top twelve quarterback in true throw value. So QT's true target value is very high. And when you look at Hopkins and QT and Will Fuller, when he was healthy, was also high, even with QT on the field. So Deshaun Watson's good enough to carry all three of these guys because these are only three guys he throws to. So I'm A-la not worried about the Rams. About, yeah, I'm not worried about Fuller coming back. I think that Fuller, Hopkins, and QT are all three guys you want. If anything it opens the field more for QT across the middle, he's a short PPR guy. Yeah. So like I said, we didn't get any rookie picks, but we spent on. Guys like Kiki QT. And then our tight ends. Our... There you go. Zach Ertz, $35 in tight end premium, premium. All day, every day. Rob Gronkowski for $3. And then $2 a piece. Dallas Goddard and Mike Kosicki. Tell me, you really wanted them to practice squad. Then. I really want. them. What's your them. goal, kid? What do you mean? Why do you want them? Why do you want to practice squad them? Oh, because I love them. They're both absolute freaks, spark-wise, like spark athletes. They just, they're just they through-the-roof athletes and I think they're going to be great. Dallas Goddard, especially. Uh, but he's a little bit behind. I am mean, not a little bit. He's behind Zach Ertz right now. Interested to see if they go with more two wide receiver sets this year. Because Goddard played very well when he was given the chance last season. But, yeah, we put them on the practice squad uh, for the full season. If we don't take them off next season, they're both going to be $2 each again. And that's pretty, it's pretty great for tight ends in a tight end premium format. We have two of the most promising young tight ends in the league, if not the two most promising young tight ends in the league. I know Gasicki hardly played, and that sucks, but <laughs> he was a first-round pick in abs He's an absolute freak athletically. So no more Adam Gase, no more Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. At least I'm not expecting Ryan Tannehill to be there at all. they will probably draft someone. So I, I like it for Gasicki and Goddard. Yeah, so if you feel like joining a dynasty league, that's – Our team that we just drafted. So there's a little idea of where we're at with Mm -hmm. Dynasty Leagues. But we start nine players, any nine, Superflex. So run through real quick what our optimal lineup would be week one without injuries or anything. Big Ben. Two quarterback max. So it's nine players, any position, but two quarterback max. Big Ben. Jameis Winston. Zeke. Melgo. Damien Williams. James White. Antonio Brown. Robert Woods, Zach Ertz. That's very good. And we still have, <laughs> And we have. <laughs> Tell the people, fun guy. It's a really good team. <laughs> we also have Rob Gronkowski if you want to get him in there. We also have. Callaway Higgins, Tyrell, Emmanuel Sanders, Moonwalk, Tyrell Q-T. Williams. Yeah. Robert Woods. Oh, I said Robert Woods. I feel like obviously. we're going to use QT a lot more than I you just think. love Robert Woods so much. QT was a great grab. We have an article on BrotoFancy.com regarding Robert Woods and why he's going to be great again next season. So on that topic, let's take a break from Dynasty for two seconds. Tell the people about your new article, bro. All oh, right. I wrote an article, QB or not QB, that is the question. It's uh, it's about the quarterback position and how to draft it. I got my inspiration from William Shakespeare himself, a.k.a. Billy Shakes in modern day. So, uh, yeah, read that article if you have not yet. <laughs> it's. Can I tell you guys a secret? Sure. Michael insisted on the title being QB or not QB. Now, my thought process, deadass, for like four days. I was reading it as quarterback or not quarterback. And I kept telling Michael, I'm like, dude, it has to be to quarterback or not to quarterback. This makes no sense. <laughs> and I told Jason, I was like, but this was all through tech. So I texted him, dude, it's QB or not QB, just like to be or not to be. And he was just like, whatever. like, like He just didn't understand it. I was like, dude, because I was the one that uploaded it to the website. I was like, yeah. yo, I'm changing everything to to quarterback or not to quarterback. I was like, I have to. It makes no sense what you want me to do. And then and then he realized that the title isn't quarterback or not to quarterback. It's QB or not, or not QB. Which was clever. Yeah, it was clever. <laughs> let's get into a little bit of news. Uh, OBJ, talk of the town. Real quick, let's get the Giants fan fun guy in here. Landon Collins, out. OBJ possibly out. How do you feel about your man David Gettleman? his name David? Well, Dave. I don't like it. I don't like how we're not at least talking to Landon Collins and we're going to pay Eli like, what, 22 next year? And we also have Ogletree. We're paying him, what, like 11 million a year? Terrible. So I guess the $12 million tag is not good enough for Landon Collins. I don't know. I'm just not a happy Giants fan right now. It's pretty mind boggling like, to me. Just and release I just, Eli Manning. I retweeted <laughs> I retweeted a report from Bleach Report that said the Giants were offered a first round pick for Landon Collins at the trade deadline last season and they said no. So they rejected a first round pick for Landon Collins to let him walk in free agency the same offseason when they were already out of contention. Unbelievable. All right. So I want to talk about OBJ. We don't have dynasty rankings, we make redraft rankings. Uh, quick plug, if you need baseball redraft rankings, hey, they're on our website in the Brodo Dugout section. That's right. You could get it from the top menu. Uh, if you're on mobile, the r- right-click the side and you'll get the right side menu. Or you scroll to the bottom, click on Dugout. Promo. At Brodo Dugout on Twitter. Right up. Back to baseball. Football. So we don't have dynasty rankings. We do redraft rankings every year. Our redraft rankings, maybe we'll uh, work with fantasy pros now. We'll release them a little bit earlier. They have a nice setup there. It's easy to put them in. Um, but OBJ in dynasty, let's assume we have dynasty rankings, right? OBJ somehow, by the way, falling to like the 24th and 25th pick turn in the second round. Unbelievable. No one should let that happen. Like, I don't understand. All right. Yeah, it's a bad team. Uh, whatever. (sighs) Come on, man. It's OBJ. He does what he does. He makes plays. Regardless. Rumor has it, he's headed to the Browns. Obvious, huge rumor. Odds of this happening, probably low. But let's play hypothetical real quick. Because this is probably my favorite landing spot for him. Of any team. If OBJ went to the Browns, he's my number one dynasty wide receiver. Tsk, tsk, tsk. Over DeAndre Hopkins. Over DeAndre Hopkins. Jeez. I don't know about that. It's... It's tough over DeAndre Hopkins. Last I'm season, okay with Deshaun Watson was eighth in true throw value. Baker Mayfield was 12th. It was his rookie year. Deshaun Watson's still young, too. Watson has a year ahead of Mayfield. Let's see. Over the last four weeks, ba- Mayfield 10, Watson 11. Yeah. Now, if you look at Eli Manning, 22nd. Yuck. Eli Manning, his true throw value. Was .423. Listen, Eli Manning, pure trash. Baker Mayfield's was. Bear with me. I'm scrolling. .504. He basically got .8 more fantasy points per throw than Eli Manning. And if you bring that to OBJ, do you know what that add, adds up to? It's not even OBJ points. Like Baker Mayfield's a quarterback. He's getting these points. That's even more points for the wide receiver. Yeah. OBJ's true target value would be through the roof. True that. If he got the same work he got in New York. If he does get traded to the Browns to team up with Baker Mayfield, man, that would be a dream spot for him probably. Man, the, who, the Browns, man. They're an actual team now. It's so strange. <laughs> with actual talent and actual promise. OBJ was the 13th player in true target value last year. Imagine that. And that's with Eli Manning. With Eli Manning's <laughs> on the that's, ball. That's nuts. People forget how talented he is because he's dealing with some injury bows and having to deal with Eli Manning throwing to him. It's nuts. Yeah, but if he were uh, if you were to go to the the Browns, you you could you have a case for him being the first receiver. Definitely top two, I think. I think it would be Nuka and OBJ. Yeah, I don't see how you could take anyone over OBJ. Anyway, that's what talk about OBJ. Um, that was our rundown of what Dynasty is if you want to get into it this season or if you just want to listen to us talk about football. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, Ryan McDowell is up next. Ryan is a great Dynasty follow. He's a great Dynasty football player. We're going to ask him more questions about it uh, with a bit more specific so you guys can hear perspective from someone who does Dynasty like we do Redraft. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's going to be great. Yeah, Ryan McDowell is a great... I've been following him for years and reading his work, and it's great. Great stuff. Yeah, so we hope you enjoy. Without further ado, here's Ryan McDowell. It is now time for the Real recognized, Real segment where we bring on some of our favorite fantasy follows across the Twitter and just the fantasy football world. Uh, today, we are happy to welcome on Ryan McDowell. Ryan is a true Dynasty Fantasy Football League expert. He's a writer on multiple platforms including DynastyLeagueFootball.com, Roto-World, and Dynasty Scouts, Dynasty Scouts. He also hosts two Dynasty football pods, the Player Rated pod, and the Dynasty Blueprint pod. We're very excited to have him on. Welcome, Ryan. How are you doing today? Doing well, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, very excited to have you on. So we're going to dive into, as uh, you're aware, and the listeners probably know because this is uh, towards the end of the podcast, uh, we're going to get into Dynasty because uh, there's no one we'd rather ask questions about it to then... You, because uh, we respect all the work you do in the field, so uh, we'll let Michael take it away. Hey, Ryan. uh, So we just wanted to start off with a quick question about how you got into Dynasty in general compared to Redraft, because Redraft is still the more popular style of game, but what was it that got you into Dynasty, and what made you really love Dynasty and focus on that?
1: Sure. I'm one of the weird ones. I actually started playing dynasty uh, before, I, before I played any redraft. Uh, a friend of mine at work, I'm, I'm a teacher, and uh, a friend of mine just always was talking about this fantasy football league he was in, and of course I was aware of that. I, I knew what it was, but I had never played, and uh, this specific league that he, he would tell me about was uh, a college buddies league of his that, that was the dynasty league. And he would talk about trades he would make and draft picks and things like that, and uh, just just growing up playing Madden like so many of us have. That that intrigued me, and uh, eventually a spot came open in that league, and, and that was how I how I kind of got my feet wet, and it it uh, quickly grew from there that uh, and became a passion of mine.
0: That's very interesting, actually. I've, you might be the first person I've met who uh, started their fantasy life in the Dynasty, in the Dynasty League, because that's usually for more of the uh, advanced Dynasty gamers because you have to dive into college stats and things of that sort as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, at the time, it, it didn't seem weird to me. I
1: didn't know what I was doing necessarily, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, just, again, hearing, hearing kind of his stories, it sounded like something I would be interested in, and, and maybe, you know, maybe that's, why it has become, um, you know, such a big part of my life, honestly, honestly is because uh, just doing it year-round, not not just during the regular season, is, is kind of all I've known from the beginning.
0: Before we get into the specifics of Dynasty, I have one question, because uh, we had Mike Beers on last week, and he's a best ball uh, expert. My question for you, I feel like they're polar opposites of each other. Best ball, you, you don't really care about your team at all. You draft it, and then you see how it did at the end of the season. Whereas Dynasty, it's basically your baby. You take care of it for years. Uh, do you venture in best ball at all, or are you just strict on the Dynasty game?
1: Well, uh, I've played a little best ball, certainly. Some some NFL 10s and things, and, and Beers is great. He, he obviously knows his stuff. Um, I, I've actually done a couple of best ball Dynasty leagues, uh, obviously a, a, a mix-up of the two. Interesting. And honestly, I, I, I don't really enjoy those because, kind of because of what you're talking about there. You you draft your team, and then during the regular season, you you don't really do anything else. Um, you know, no waivers, no trades, anything like that. So it's, uh, it, it can be frustrating seeing your team struggle, and, and it feels like there's nothing you can do. So uh, I've, I've certainly done some best balls lineup
0: dynasty leagues another uh league that seems to be becoming more popular i feel like two quarterback leagues used to be more popular in the past kind of died off and now super flex leagues are becoming more and more popular are you into any super flex dynasty leagues or you try to keep it more standard
1: no i'm I'm in a ton of super flex leagues actually and uh, some of my my favorite leagues i'm in are, are some that i actually uh, commish and they're, they're all super flex. So I, I really think that's probably the way all leagues should be uh, just, you know, in your typical one quarterback league, the, the quarterbacks just have almost no value at all. So in a super flex league, and, and I think this is true, whether you're talking about a, a redraft league or dynasty, um, I, I think super flex is the way to go. It adds so much value to the quarterback position Uh, and and obviously that adds more players of value to the league, more trade assets, et cetera.
0: So on that topic, I want to ask you um, your opinion on the quarterback position. Specifically, let's say Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Someone starting a dynasty startup this season. They hear this podcast, they decide they want to get into dynasty. In a super flex league, where are you taking him? Would you consider him with a 101? Uh, In a one quarterback league, where are you taking him?
1: In a superflex, I think he has to be in consideration for the for that top overall pick. I would still probably go with Saquon Barkley at the top, uh, but I think Mahomes would be the second pick uh, at, at at worst. Uh, one quarterback league it's definitely a little tougher. Um, you just have to decide how much of a difference maker is he really. You know, obviously, if you're looking just at the past season, it was it was a huge gap between him and quarterback too. I think that was I believe that was Matt Ryan Uh, and and he gave you that that huge weekly advantage obviously we can't expect that to continue to that degree Um, but I'm I'm fine taking him in the third round of a one quarterback league
0: interesting Uh, our listeners are mainly redraft football players because that's what we focus on we're a redraft fantasy podcast so a uh, broad, a little bit of a broad question here, but do you have any tips or like starting points for dynasty players? Something that they could, uh, something they could wrap their head around just to start about dynasty football.
1: Sure. So I, I think the the biggest challenge when you're moving from redraft to dynasty is just understanding player value, because of course in a redraft league, our our mindset is always just win this year, and and we keep playing that way until. We realize that it might not happen this year, um, and and then just pack it up and prepare for the next season. In dynasty, it's it's completely different because your goals can be uh, different from just winning, which which sounds weird, but you you have that long term view, and that brings so many uh, so many more players into the picture as far as having value. So for somebody somebody making that transition, I think you have to get a good hold of player value as early as possible the way i would suggest doing that is to study adp i uh, collect and uh i collect adp for dynasty league football for that side i've been doing that for years manage some mock drafts every month and you know i'm, I'm a little biased probably but to me that's that's one of the biggest most important tools a dynasty player can have just to see those differences in value from player to player from position to position and and you see so many young players especially rookies uh, having some significant dynasty value and that might look a little weird to a a redraft player but that that's the way it is and that's one of those things you have to understand when you make that leap
0: you know you mentioned long-term value and that's really the difference between dynasty and everything else you really need to look long term so what i wanted to hear most from you about is rookie picks um they must be terrib- uh, so, and extremely hard to gouge. Uh, there are a lot of people who I know value them very highly. There are others who would rather trade their rookie uh, for an established player in the league. What's your take on rookie picks? I know this is broad, but...
1: Yeah, no, that's okay. I, I, and what you said is exactly right. There's there's many dynasty players and, and a lot that I have a lot of respect for who would say, trade your picks every year. Trade them for for an established player, and, and that's how you're going to profit. And, and I, I certainly see that. I mean, if you, can trade, if you can trade your 101 right now for Julio Jones, which you, you might be able to do, that, that's a possible trade that could take place, then that looks like a, a great deal you would have to make. But again, it's it's those different goals. If I have a team that I'm certain is not going to, compete in 2019, I'm probably not making that trade. Uh, I'm probably either looking to um, acquire another player who's a little bit younger, or I'm just going to keep that pick and and stick with the youth. Um, So I'm, I'm one that likes to collect picks in general. I want to get as, as many young players on my team as possible. I, I kind of trust my, um, you know, my evaluations of those players and, and the, the other folks that I um, that I kind of go to as as sources for these incoming rookies and, and other young players. So the the more use I can acquire, uh, I, I just feel like I'm setting myself up for the future.
0: How uh, to what extent do you feel you have to be knowledgeable for younger players to succeed in dynasty? Because I see that a popular point on uh, on Twitter is that people are saying the 2019 draft is relatively weak, but the 2020 draft looks like it might be super strong, so try to stockpile 2020 picks, and if you could trade a 2019 pick for a 2020 pick, do that. But I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who don't even know a single name from a guy who's supposed to be drafted in the 2020 draft. So how deep do you go into looking at these future NFL players? Well,
1: Personally, I I would say I go pretty deep into it. Uh, I play in several leagues that are uh, Debbie leagues. I'm not sure if you guys are, uh, are familiar with that or if your listeners are, but uh, essentially those are leagues that uh, allow you to, uh, to draft college players before they even get to the NFL. So some of those players that are in the 2020 class, 2021 class, even kids that I guess as of today are still in high school, they're going to be freshmen in college next year. We're drafting those guys and putting them on our team now, and just waiting the one, two, three years until they get to the NFL. I'm I'm actually in several leagues like that, and uh, if, if you think the hit rate for rookie picks is is kind of ugly, you should see it for baby picks. It's 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 pretty uh, scary sometimes, but that's part of the fun. It it kind of opens up, um, it, you know, a whole new part of the game. Not only do you kind of have to follow. Uh, college football, but even recruiting and, and in, in some cases high school football, which feels a little crazy. I, I don't necessarily scout the high school players, but um, I, I know some who do, and and I guess that just adds to the fun.
0: Yeah, Jason and myself are relatively new to Dynasty. We've just been playing for a couple of years now. We were focusing mainly on a redraft before that. And then when I heard about uh, Devi leagues, like you just pointed out, I was like, man, these people have to be – Really going hard if they're looking into this far drafting guys like, Equanimous uh, Saint Brown last year in Debbie leagues and things like that. I was like, wow, that's crazy. And uh, but what's your favorite style of game? Like, do you prefer Dynasty or do you prefer Devi leagues? I know there's leagues with Taxi Squad rosters and things, practice squad rosters, things of that sort. What's your uh, ideal Dynasty or Devi format?
1: Yeah, so I, I actually created um, a, a league. I guess I could say I created a format in, in some ways, but I created a league several years ago, five or six years ago, and I called it the Kitchen Sink League because essentially I tried to take a lot of different rules and, and settings that I enjoyed in different leagues and I tried to combine them uh, in, into this one league. And it's worked, <coughs> excuse me, guys, it's worked really well. So it's uh, the, the Kitchen Sink League. Our Devi, so you have that taxi squad where you can roster college players. Uh, it's an auction league, a contract league. It's Superflex that we talked about earlier. It's tight end premium, so it gives some value to the tight ends as well. Um, just basically a, a whole lot of uh, different rules and settings rolled into one. So that that's become my favorite format.
0: Uh, I'm going to get a little more specific now. So uh, we created on our website... A statistic known as true values uh, for targets and throws. And really, it was just to quantitate a value of targets that players see. A name that gets come up a lot is Corey Davis. We are infamous Corey Davis haters. And not necessarily due to his talent, but just because his targets from Marcus Mariota aren't very... um, aren't very... the word I'm looking for is... uh, Valuable. Valuable is the word I'm looking for. So, and when we calculated the numbers with the true values, it came out that it was true. Corey Davis was no better than a wide receiver three. So, my question here is, when you're looking at players like Corey Davis, or maybe even Devontae Parker type, uh, how much do you factor in their quarterback as compared to their potential uh, just with raw ability? Yeah,
1: Corey Davis is is a tough one. I think when he came into the league, he was already kind of a, a... a dynasty favorite. Um, I know in, in many of the leagues I was in, he was the top overall pick <clears throat> ahead of, uh, you know, ahead of Fournette and McCaffrey and, and all the running backs that were in that class. Uh, and th- that certainly hurts now. <clears throat> but um, as far as Davis, I, th- I think when you're in the regular season, you know, you're in the midst of, of the regular season and you're setting lineups every week and, and you realize I can't start Corey Davis, and it's not necessarily because of him, but it's because of Marcus Mariota and, and this uh, this Titans offense that's so frustrating. Um, and then he starts to lose value. So we saw Davis throughout the regular season, his dynasty value based on our ADP and based on trades we were watching is is slowly dropping. And then the offseason gets here, and, and around this time of year we kind of forget about all those negative things. We forget that we couldn't check that box on, on Sunday morning and actually uh, start him in our lineups. And we look at his age, and we look at um, you know market share, which, is, which was a nice one for him. He saw plenty of targets, as you guys said, uh, whether, whether they were quality targets or not. And, and then his value starts to rise again. So that's, that's kind of an ugly cycle we see. And at some point, you just have to decide. Is this going to end? Is this going to break out? Are they going to make the quarterback changes? Is something going to really happen to change this player's value?
0: In terms of positional, all right, so I'm more of a running back guy, and Michael's more of a wide receiver guy. Uh, he'd probably draft Nuke over Melgo, and I'd draft Melgo over Nuke. Uh, when you're dealing with your rookie drafts, do you tend to favor one position over the other?
1: I, I don't really um i i guess i i guess I would say wide receiver if I had to pick but i mean you guys you guys know how this trend has gone over the last few years because we saw the same thing uh, whether it was redraft or dynasty that the running back position three or four years ago was just uh, just a disaster and outside of one or two guys you, you didn't really you know you couldn't really trust any of them as your first round picks, and we saw we saw wide receivers really start to dominate the first round, um, especially in dynasty, because now not only are they the safer bets, but they've got the the age on their side in many cases. We're talking about PPR leagues in many cases. And wide receivers have' really um, really had the advantage there, and we're talking uh, three or four seasons ago, I guess. And then we kind of had that shift over the past two or three years, um, and and now running back is kind of back in the spotlight. It's it's trendy again. It's it's the safe spot again. So, to me, in rookie drafts, I'm not necessarily drafting players um, because I have a need at running back or receiver or any other spot. I'm I'm just trying to acquire as much talent as I can. So I don't necessarily. Uh, lean one way or the other but uh, I'm, I'm still kind of stuck in that uh, wide receiver heavy uh, build from a few years ago.
0: In your dynasty leagues where you're able to keep players for basically their whole career if you want to is there a certain time uh, where you just decide where when you're watching these players you could see maybe they're declining or something where you decide to move on or maybe someone like Eddie Lacy for instance when he was one of the best running backs in the league that one year on the Packers, maybe seeing he was at the top of his game, not trusting in that and selling him at his highest point. Do you tend to like sell players at their highest point, try to ride them out for as long as possible, or does it really just depend on the player and situation?
1: Yeah, I think it's really player specific on that one. Um, I I would say in general, I try to sell a player um, a a year too early rather than a year too late and everyone would probably say that. It's, it's just uh, the, the tricky part is determining when that is. Um, so I, I think it's actually, it's probably too late to sell guys like A.J. Green and Dynasty already. Um, you're not going to be able to sell A.J. Green and get a, a guy like Mike Evans or, or Juju Smith-Schuster. That's just not going to happen. If you're selling Green, you're probably looking at Corey Davis or D.J. Moore or Cooper Cup, someone like that um and and most would view that as as a major drop-off so if you don't sell soon enough at some point you just have to hold and ride it out
0: all right last question ryan who is your uh darling right now who do you have on the most on most of your teams
1: Oh man, um, I don't I don't know the exact numbers as far as my my shares. I'm in I'm probably in 15 dynasty leagues, something like that. So uh, definitely, who I is, is kind of my favorite, my guy right now is is Juju. And, and again, I'm I'm sure a lot of people would say that, um, but he's a guy I had rostered uh, on those Debbie leagues when he was still at USC, and then coming out as as a rookie around this time of year a couple of years ago. It, it didn't look so great for him. There was a lot of juju hate. We, we kind of forget that now. Uh, but he was, uh, he was a player who fell into the second round of our dynasty rookie drafts in a lot of cases. And, and now he, you know, it looks like he's going to take over in Pittsburgh if we, if we see this Antonio Brown trade. So he's the guy, if, if I'm starting a dynasty, I guess other than Saquon Barkley, he's probably the one I would want to start with.
0: Certainly not a bad choice. Thank you again, Ryan. That was Ryan McDowell. Uh, he's a writer on multiple platforms, Dynasty League Football, World, and Dynasty Scouts. He has two podcasts, uh, Player Rated Pod and the Dynasty Blueprint. Uh, Ryan, would you like to tell the people where they can find you and all that good stuff?
1: Sure. Uh, other than other than the things you guys mentioned, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23 and, and doing lots of work for... DLF and and a few other sites uh, this off
0: season as well. All right, thank you so much, Ryan. It was great having you on.
1: Yeah, thanks for having you guys. I really appreciate it. See
0: you, Ryan. That was fantastic. That was great. Thank you, Ryan McDowell. That was a very fun. What's the? Uh, he forgot to plug his Twitter handle. It's no, he at, said it at Ryan Mc Twenty Three. First thing he said. I'm bugging out. Yeah, uh, he just he mentioned DLF as well. We probably should have mentioned that. Yeah. Check that out. Check that but out. Slide out for sure. That was great, Ryan. Give him a, a follow, uh, follow yeah. on Twitter. Uh, that's our dynasty stuff. Great stuff he was saying. That kitchen sink Devi league sounds like a ton of fun. Sounds like it's nuts. Got yeah, gotta tell him to get us in that league if a spot opens up. Dude, I'd be down dive for straight that. into dynasty waters just down like he did. For that. Follow. Uh, he he said he just dove right into a league. You gotta do the same thing for a, a Devi league. We play in some dynasty leagues, but not a Devi league. Devi. Yeah, I wanna do Devi now. Yeah. Got me hyped for it. All right. Well, uh time for plugs. I'm at Jason Petrop. I'm at Mike underscore Petrop. Our brother who's not here, Tim. You know him. You love him. The hot take kid at Tim Petrop. At Broto Fantasy for all things Broto Fantasy football. At Broto, Broto Dugout there you go. for all things Broto Fantasy baseball. Um, and then BrotoFF.com. Same as BrotoFantasy.com. Uh, you can check out our articles if you want to. You can keep updating it. Uh, True values are going to be updated a bit soon with home road splits. Very exciting. Uh, Mm -hmm. Interesting stuff. Very interesting stuff there. Uh, It's going to be useful going into draft season. True that. Uh, There you go. All right. Thanks
1: for listening. Later. Later.